before we talk about the uh, the team's uh, recent run of success and some of the moves that went into that, I did want to ask you uh, about the mumps outbreak in the NHL. We had a uh, executive director of the Canadian Public Health Association on just talking about it, and I'm I'm just wondering what extra precautions have the Leafs uh, have the Leafs taken, knowing that uh, we're now at what 14 NHL players that have uh, contracted the mumps. Yeah, I mean, all of our players and staff have been offered uh, booster inoculations. Um, our rooms are regularly scrubbed. Um, you know, we've we've done all that we can in terms of educating and 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 making uh, all that available to the players and staff. And uh, at this point, the vast majority of of the players and staff have received inoculations. David, I, this is in some ways, uh, I mean, for for people who run teams, this is. One of those—it's a real head scratcher, isn't it? I, you know, I mean, we talked to, uh, to 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 Ian Culbert of the Canadian Public Health Association, you know, and he went through the numbers and said this, you know, this is is classified as an outbreak. When you have numbers like this in one particular group, you would classify it as an outbreak. And he wasn't being alarmist or anything, but it is—you know—it's taken players uh, off the roster, or if not off the roster, it's certainly taken them out of the lineup. Uh, it's creating issues for some teams, but it is a real head scratcher for you guys, isn't it? Because you can only do so much. It is. You can only do so much, and the part that's I don't know if you want to call it interesting or puzzling is that you know a lot of the players that uh, have had the, the mumps or, or part of the outbreak um, have been vaccinated. So whether you know whether there's a, a different strain or, or or what have you, but um, there isn't a whole lot you can do other than educating. Again, offering the, the players to be revaccinated and and keeping the the room and areas as clean as possible. Um, if if and when and hopefully that doesn't happen with us, where you you see a player with symptoms, you want to you want to separate that player immediately and and hopefully uh, uh, you know that nothing further transpires. Dave Nonis is senior vice president and general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs. All right, let's uh, let's talk about the team. As I said, they are nine one and one. You've got a lot of road games coming up, but I, I wanted to ask you, Dave, the 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 additions you made, the additions the Leafs made in the off season, whether it's Mike Santarelli, Winnick, um, uh, Stefan Robida, they've all become really important players for this team. And when you made those moves, you know, you told people you were addressing some depth issues. And I've got to tell you, I think a lot of people like myself kind of rolled our eyes a bit. We're thinking, you know, depth, great. Depth issues mean you're bringing in disposable parts. These guys have all played significant roles. What did you, what was it about Santorelli and Robidon in particular? And I'm particularly interested in Santorelli of that group that really caught your attention so much. Well, Santorelli had, had been a bit of a streaky player um, the, the past couple of years, but he had a, a, a pretty good run in Vancouver before his injury. Uh, I know that the, the, the uh, management there, uh, the training staff, spoke very highly of him as a person, um, and you could see that his game was kind of rounding out. They were using him more and more and up and down the lineup, and, and what we were looking for were players that um, wouldn't be uh, insulted with you know fourth line minutes or third line minutes, and if needed, could move up the lineup and play with good players. And, and Mike fit that bill. He's a he's capable of playing with different types of personnel, and you know we we've seen that so far this year where he's he's been a, a pretty good checker at times. He's been uh, he's been used on the on the PK, 
but when you know when we've needed offense once in a while, he's been a spark plug there as well, and um, he, he's done what we'd hoped he would do, he would do when we signed him. You know, fairly or not, a lot of people have looked at Nazem Kadri and wondered why it was so difficult to find somebody to play alongside him. That and that may be simplifying things a little bit. But Santorelli, Winnick himself, it, it, it seems to it seems to be working. What do you see as the reason for that? Well, I, I think there's a, a couple things that uh, Naz's wingers bring, and uh, you know, part of it is is effort, and part of it's responsibility, and and that I think it's allowing Nazem to. Uh, I wouldn't say be more freewheeling because he's actually been better defensively, but he feels, I think, more comfortable with those types of wingers at this point. And uh, they've got a little bit of chemistry going. You know, I wouldn't. You know, Daniel's not the most offensive player, but he can play with good players, and he's shown that in the past as well. He, you know, he knows how to make a play. He's fit well uh, with Naz, and um, I think it's it's helped Naz's play. He's been he's been better, and he's played better against top lines because of the way the unit's playing. What's the difference between this team now, Dave, and that team that lost nine two and to Nashville? Well, I, I think again, I, I said at that point, you know, all we had to do at that point was get back to the way we were playing seven days before that shellacking, and you know, you're going to have nights where you don't play well, and it's how you react to those those games that define who you are. You know, I, I think that I think we have a good team and not a great team. I mean, great teams can have nights off and still win uh, and that's not our group you know, we we need to compete and execute if we're going to have success and i think that 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 night it, it it stung the players uh and it stung all of us as it should have but it was also a, a reminder that you know if we want to have any kind of success that you know we have to compete and that was the one night that was probably the most disappointing since i've been here because it was the one night this year where you can really say that we didn't compete hard enough do you think that the whole issue with the post-game salute, that that was, there was something galvanizing there? I mean, I've heard people say that, you know, it it it, it kind of spurred maybe people like Stefan Robida. I don't know about Santorelli, but some of the young, some of the newer guys sort of saw it as an opportunity to maybe step up a little bit and, and, and exercise a little leadership because, you know, just reading some of the some of the papers today, there's an awful lot of talk about how, uh, for whatever reason, it it just seems as if the leadership in that locker room, and again, this is just you know people talking to players and and that, but it seems as if it's it's spread out a little more now. Well, I think it is, and and we we brought in uh, Robot up for two reasons. One is we think he can still play at a at a pretty high level, or we wouldn't have signed him. Um, and I think he's rounding out into form, you know, after coming off of that pretty significant injury, but. Uh, his plus-minus numbers have jumped dramatically, and that's a function of how he's playing. But the the second reason we brought him in was because of his his character and leadership qualities. And uh, if you if you speak to anyone who's had him as a coach or a manager around the league, and what he brought to those teams, you know, they'll talk about his play, but they'll talk glowingly about him as a person and as a leader, uh, and how he can have an effect on younger players. So I would say he's he's been excellent for us and uh, if we had to go back and do one signing again last summer it would have been bringing him in Dave when you look at what this team has done during this stretch what suggests to you that it's sustainable and I'm not talking about necessarily about stats or anything like that but I look 9-1-1 I don't I don't think the team's with all due respect they're probably not going to go 18-2-2 maybe they will but they probably won't go 18-2-2 but what suggests to you that this team what we're seeing in this 9-1-1 team is a lot closer 
to what this team is really all about compared to some some of the other streaks we've seen? Well, I, I think there's a couple things. I mean, you're right that it's unlikely that you're going to you're going to keep on that kind of a stretch, but. Um, options is the biggest one, and right now the coaching staff they have options with personnel and who who's going to mix and match with whom. And on a different night, you, you might see different lineups because uh, of who we're playing. And we we didn't have enough of that last year, um, and there's a lot of different reasons for that. But the, those players weren't available to the coaches, and right now you know you you sit with them and and talk to them about. The lineup, and they're looking at what they can do for the next game, and who we're going to match up against. If we can, you know, continue to be healthy, um, then those options will continue to be available, and uh, we should be able to compete with those teams, regardless if we're at home or on the road. Um, but I go back to what I said earlier: our team has to work hard and execute if we're going to if we're going to be able to sustain any level of success, because that's what our the foundation of this team should be built on. David, you've got a, a schedule that gets ugly in terms of home road split uh, very quickly as a result of the uh, the World Junior Tournament. Um, the state that this team is in right now, the shape that this team is in right now, good time for you to be going in- embarking on that type of a schedule. You know, I don't know if anybody ever wants a seven game road trip necessarily or seven games in a row away from home, but it would appear that. Uh, if the Leafs ever have to do it, this would be the right time with your depth and with the team feeling pretty good about itself. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good time. It, it, those, you know, the long trips you're used to when you work out west, it's not very common that in the east you see a seven-game trip, but we're fortunate enough that we're going to get uh, a bit of a break, uh, the Christmas break, to spread that out a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, but it doesn't get easy. There's no question. We've been a fairly good road team. Uh, that's going to have to continue. I mean, we play, you know, we, we play the, the bulk of our games for the next uh, month uh, on the road, and um, you know, we're going to have to find ways to get points on these road swings. Dave Nonis is the senior vice president and general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Have Have you noticed during this run? that uh, Randy Carlisle, Steve Spott, Peter Horacek, that the coaching staff, that maybe it, it's developed a bit of chemistry itself. You know, I mean, you've got two new assistants. You've got the head coach back. It, it, is maybe this a sign that the, the coaching staff has developed a bit of chemistry? Oh, I think so. You know, I think when you bring new people in, you have different thoughts and different energy level. Uh, I think that's that's helped. Um, I think we've had some different schemes the way we've played uh, that have been brought in you know, by Pete and Spotter, and um, Randy's been open to to those changes. So I think that they're they're coming together pretty well, and, and I think there's also more there for that group to give us. They're, you know, they're looking at uh, at different options, like I said, um, with our our lineup. And some of those options will translate into how we play. And that's up to the coaches to, to tweak that. But I think they've done a very good job to date. Are you happy with the split you're getting between Reimer and, and, and Bernier right now? Well, we, one of the things, yeah, we didn't talk about the, this run has been has been our goaltending. And both of them have been excellent. Um, you know, the, the coaches uh, and Rick St. Croix, our goaltending coach, they've, you know, they've target teams that, that um, they feel that either Bernie or Reimer should be playing. Uh, they've generally stuck to that plan, and, and both guys have performed very well. So that's been a huge part of our, our early success.